So, who are you? Hi. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my name is Rachel Hicks. My mom is Kathleen Hicks. And I used to go to Trinity since I was 10. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, and when we first came to to Trinity, we got to know Rachel a little bit. She was actually like a our first little like intern type of situation where she was really helpful with me and I asked her to do all kinds of copying and uh, you know getting things ready for children's ministry and stuff like that. And she did such a great job, and we always knew that she had a real call on her life to minister to people. She was involved very very much with Robin, Chris, and others. Um, So how did you kind of know what God was calling you to? So actually, it started with Rob and Chris. Um, When I first moved here, my mom forced me to go to junior camp. So if you have kids, you should force your children to go because it changed my life. And before I thought I knew Jesus and at camp, I had a real encounter with the Lord. And actually, my mom was the one that prayed with me to receive Jesus and after that, Rob and Chris started asking me to help in the inner city, doing children's programs and doing ministry. And so I got to see um, the faith walked out. And from that moment, I knew that was something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So everything that I sought out to do was with ministry in mind. I wanted to, uh, yeah, it was just my way of God has done so much for me why can't I go out and do something for someone else and share the love and share the hope that God's given me? That's so. awesome. That's awesome. And I'm sure the message this morning spoke to you oh, yeah, so because you, you, you guys have been applying this in your current setting, a lot of these types of things. So, so where are you serving the Lord now? So right now I serve the Lord in a place called Kokong in Cambodia, which is in Southeast Asia. And so our heart here is multiplication church planting. And so every year we set a goal of how many house churches that we want to create and establish. And we partner with the local church to bring people into the fellowship. Because in Cambodia, it's been shown that lots of people come to Jesus, but they don't stay there because there's no fellowship. There's no connection with the church. And so we knew that if we wanted our church multiplication to work, we needed to partner with the local church. And so actually in Kokong, um, there are 117 villages, and we are partnering with many churches, 53 different churches, in order to create house churches. And so far, we have been able to create seven multiplication house churches. We've been there for one year. So God is good. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah, so um, how did you get to Cambodia? What was the yeah the pathway there? Um, so Rob and Chris, once again, when I was younger, they said, hey, our daughter is going with this organization called Youth with a Mission. On a mission trip, you should go with her. So I ended up going on my first mission trip to the Dominican Republic with YWAM. And that's how I heard about YWAM for the first time. So then I was praying and asking the Lord what I needed to do. And I felt like Bible school was it. So I actually have a four-year degree from Carson Newman. But after I graduated, I just needed something deeper. I wanted to go deeper in my relationship with the Lord. And so I heard about YWAM's Discipleship Training School, which is a five-month program where the first three months, you're doing lectures, you're learning about Jesus, the Bible, and then the last two, you're actually in a country applying what you just learned. And for me, we went to Cambodia, and as soon as we set foot in the village, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're not going to leave, you're going to come back. So I knew that this was where I was called to be. 
And you've been there now for several years, right? Uh, almost five. Almost five years. That's incredible. So um, went through, you know, had COVID, uh, not had COVID, yes. but COVID came across the world. Obviously, Cambodia was affected by that. But you guys took a proactive stance. You did something very unique during that time. So um, COVID hit us a little later than America. So we were hearing about it, but we didn't we didn't see it until uh, several months later. And when it hit Cambodia, it hit really hard because the medical and uh, care in Cambodia is not the same as in America. We are very uh, grateful to be in, in the country that we are and have uh, the ability to go to the doctor when we need to. So we started to see the need in Cambodia. Um, people were going hungry because the government shut down factories. This is how people were making their living. And so people were hungry. Children were starving. Um, children weren't getting education. And so we came together as a group. There was 11 of us. And we started seeking the Lord, like, what are we going to do? We can't just sit here and do nothing. We can't just pray about it and not do anything. And so the Lord gave us multiple steps. And so one of them was we were going to do food relief. And so we found churches throughout Cambodia that was willing to partner with us. And together we were able to help over 750 families and connect them with the local church because that was another thing. We didn't want to just leave them. And so, yeah, it was good. So another thing that we felt the Lord tell us to do is we need to disciple. But as a foreigner, they were afraid of me. They were afraid of foreigners with COVID. So they wouldn't let me in the villages. Um, so we said, we got to bring people to the base. And so we decided to start a Bible uh, school. And then we invited 11 students to live with us. And we did daily discipleship with these students. And in the mornings, they would learn about Jesus. And then in the afternoons, they would learn computer skills, English skills, a variety of different things. And so that was for five months. So those were the two big things that we felt like the Lord tell us to step out in and help. Yeah, and... Uh, there was one, she was telling me the story the other day, there was one girl that came specifically to the, uh, to this, to be a part of this. And it was kind of a unique situation. And why was that? Her grandfather? Her grandfather um, is one of the religious leaders in the Buddhist temple. And so he did not appreciate Christianity. But she said, I'm going to be learning English. So you should let me go because I'll have more opportunity in the workforce. So he said, OK, fine. You can go learn English. So we had to make sure she really learned English. But during... <laughs> But in the morning, she started to learn about God, and it turns out that as a kid, she um, spirits would come and visit her, and they would give her words, and, and she became known as this person that was able to um, give words to people and speak into people's lives from these spirits, and she was not, terrified not good, of them. Not good spirits. Not good spirits. spirits. She was terrified of these spirits. Um, definitely from the enemy. And so at one point in her story, she met a missionary and this person gave her what she came to find out was the book of Luke. And so she read the book of Luke right as Jesus is dying. And she was like, oh my goodness, what happened to Jesus? What's going on? I need to find out. And so she told everyone all that she had been reading and her grandfather burned the Bible and said, you can't read it anymore. And so uh, that night she was like, I need to find 
this book again. I need to finish the story. I need to find out what happens to Jesus. And so uh, later on, she the spirits would come to her, and she would cry the name of Jesus. And at one point, Jesus came to her as she was dreaming and chased all the spirits away. And so, yeah, yeah, God is good. So when she came to our Bible school, she was like, I know nothing about Christianity, but I know that Jesus can do things that other spirits cannot do. And so I need to know more about it. So the first week she was just like listening. And the second week we talked on the Father Heart of God and it completely changed her life. And she said, I want want to know Jesus. I want to be baptized. And so at the end of the school, um, we said, you know, you can stay here and learn more. And she said, no, I have to tell my family about Jesus. And she chose to go back to her village um, yeah, and tell her grandfather and her family about Jesus uh, and the, the changes that happened in her life. Yeah, that's so amazing to me. Jesus appeared to her. You don't think he's wanting to reach people? Come on. If he's invading dreams, he's wanting to reach people. How does he want to use us for that? He's using her for sure. So uh, tell us now, you, uh, you realize that there's a need for training for pastors and ministers, right? Yeah. So a lot of you may not know, um, but during the 70s, there was a massive genocide. And one of the main things, the goal of this genocide was to wipe out educated people. And so the part of that was monks, uh, religious people. And so Christianity was wiped out. They predicted about 90% of Christianity was gone um, because of the genocide. And so because of that, when they started recovering from this genocide, um, they realize they have no Bible teachers. They have no ability. There's no resources. Um, and they didn't have the Bible in their own language. And so the organization I work with has helped partner with uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators. And we have finished um, the Khmer Bible. Uh, woo! Yeah. Uh, it's so exciting. Come on. <laughs> So uh, it's a lot of work, but we've been able to do that. And so this year, actually, we partnered with the Gideons, and they donated free Bibles so that we can pass them out in the villages. Yeah. So the Lord is doing so much, um, but definitely combating Bible poverty and trying to bring teachers and leaders there to train. And they're actually doing a school now for uh, other existing pastors who haven't yet been fully trained or for new people that the, that the Lord is calling into the ministry. Yeah. And this is something, like you, like you said, that just hasn't been available mm-hmm. for a lot, of, a lot of churches. So July 4th, actually, just, just recently, we started our first Bible school. It's a two-year school, and it's only $500 for each individual, which is a lot in Cambodia, but the Lord is good. He'll provide. But um, it allows laymen and pastors, because many pastors in Cambodia learn about Jesus, and they drop what they're doing, and they go and serve Jesus. There's no training. There's nothing. It's Jesus changed my life. Let's go. And so a lot of them have never had formal training, and so we decided this was something that we could offer. And so we've brought in some teachers from all around the world. And so every three months, um, 18 pastors will come together to get to know each other deeper so that we can have unity in the church and then dive in deeper in who Jesus is and who the Bible, uh, what the Bible is and says. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. Uh, I know you wouldn't say this about yourself, but you just recently were given a position in leadership. Yeah. And so tell me about that just a little bit. I don't know why. Um, 
I think we know. Um, so I'm the only foreigner at my base. And so in February, they said, hey, we um, want to bring more foreigners to this area. So we need someone to represent the foreigners. There's only me. Um, and so uh, they asked me to be on leadership. And so um, I help represent Kokong for the Southeast Asian region. And so in October, I will be going to Thailand to do a leadership school um, where I'll get to know 40 different leaders. And the school leader, he was there during the genocide and he helped create the refugee camps on the border of Thailand and Cambodia. And so I'm super excited to be able to learn from him and, and hear him and his wife's story um, and kind of figure out my new role on leadership. So so awesome, man. I can't, I just, I can believe because I know the character of, of yourself, but it's exciting to me to see how God will take someone who's willing and available and he'll, he'll use them in such mighty, powerful ways. And I just love that so much. Amen. Amen. So uh, people are going to want to know, oh, the Lord's calling. Yes. <laughs> Anybody receiving that call right now? We'll pray for you at the end of the service. Okay, yeah. Um, sorry. So, uh, so if people want to know more about what you're doing now, uh, so Rachel depends on the kindness of people giving toward her ministry and what God's using her to do there. She also, uh, we talked about prayer this morning. Prayer is such a fundamental part of any ministry, and especially in a scenario like this where they're facing all kinds of persecution and potential threats, and the government could shut things down at any moment. So they, they really need prayer. So if people wanted to connect with you further, what, what are some ways they can do that? Hey, so right after this, in this side room, I think it's called the community room, right? The community room. I will be short, just short time, just speaking and telling a little bit more about what I do and how you guys can be a part of it. Uh, we love having advocates that speak out on behalf of Cambodia, on behalf of what the Lord is doing there. And to be honest, without people like all of you, um, many of us would not be able to do the work that we do. And so if you're interested in missions, it doesn't have to be Cambodia, but any type of missions, feel free to join in the meeting, and I would love to talk to you. You can ask questions, uh, yeah, and get to know me more. Yeah, That's awesome. And if they're not able to stay today, what's another way they can reach out to you? Yes, you can email me. You guys can pull out pens and paper, maybe. <laughs> Or your phone, you can email me at rlhicks15 at gmail.com. And so you can just send, hey, I, I want some information. And so I have a Facebook page as well called Rachel Lee Missions. You can look it up and follow what I do. I'm pretty active on there. So it's like kind of you can keep up with me a lot that way. And then if you would like to grab coffee, I'm here till August 21st. So you can grab coffee. What about if they wanted to grab tea? Would that be okay? Yes. I okay. love tea because I live in Asia, so you have to like tea. Um, but I also love coffee more. <laughs> those of you who are guests with us, there's been a great debate in this church through the years about which is better, coffee or tea. Coffee. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. If you, if you love tea, it's great. You can come to Asia because we'll give you all the free tea you want. So yeah, it's good. Go. That's nice. 
Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to ask Rachel to pray for us as a church in Kamai. Can what? you do that? Yes. Yes. She was telling me the other day that she's being challenged by her leadership because she's learned this language ah. to be able to use it. And the great part about this crowd, I don't know if, do you speak Kamai? Okay. Praise the Lord. No huh? one speaks Kamai. Never. Okay. Mandarin. Is yeah. This filming? So yeah, this is filming. Here's the thing. Nobody that's within the sound of your voice or on the internet anywhere in the world is going to be able to know. I get really stressed out, so I will switch into English okay. for sure. Do what you want to do, okay. but if you want to at least start and end in a Kamai, uh, but pray for us because we really want to have uh, an additional, uh, a multiplication of the heart for missions, okay? Great. And then we'll pray for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do that. I'll continue to pray on ดอลดามจีมวยยิงยิงสมสุทธาพระองค์มีบรรทุยิงยิงจงดอลดามพระเยซูยิงจงใจใจอมปีพระเยซูยิงจงเขินพระองค์มอกนั่งประเทศของป
Lord, and we do pray for her finances. We pray, Lord, that uh, she's about 70% funded. We pray, Lord, that you would make a way for that last 30% to, uh, to come in so that she'll be able to fully invest. Uh, she's wanting, really, she's wanting to support helping new pastors, and she has a heart, and so that 30% really isn't for her. She wants to be able to give it away to help pastors who can't afford the training and things that they need. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would uh, meet the desires of her heart because they're godly desires and provide for her in every way. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Didn't she do great? Amen.